Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your purposes and your plans. And we thank you that you are a good, good God. And Lord, um, God, what a year this has been. And Lord, your hand, we can, we can look back and we can see your hand of blessing on it, establishing the work of our hands, God. You are faithful, you are true, and you are good. So God, bless this time this morning. In your mighty name we pray, amen and amen. You can be seated. Thank you. So after, right after, I don't know if you guys remember this, the, the timeline that happened last year, right after last year's birthday party, was, it was one of the last services that we had before we kind of dispersed, before temporarily doing the online only thing um, here at Destiny. We were wrapping up a relationship series. Anybody remember that far back? We were, we were doing a series called Hashtag relationship goals. And we talked about what the Bible has to say about being a single and dating and, and you know, being engaged and, and being married. And honestly, I look back and I see God's hand all over it as we're about to jump into just kind of a very tumultuous and, and hard year relationships were about to be put through the ringer. And God spoke into that before we took that turn. Right after that, um, we did this series called The Roaring Twenties. And I just got to point out, um, you, know, we, we, you know, we talked about you know partying and and overspending and uh, the life of the 20s and the atmosphere that kind of set the stage um, going into what was known as the dirty 30s and as we came into a year of of really kind of a lot of unknowns um, ourselves we spent some some significant time focusing on the lion of Judah and I just want to point out the lion of Judah right now is wearing glasses and a nice party hat uh, this morning he is so glad to be at the party if you haven't seen him yet so the the big idea of the series that we did there was that the world needs boldness that is rooted in belief. Uh, Proverbs 28.1 says, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. So it's the idea that the world is desperate for a roar. I love this verse from the series. It says, they shall go after the Lord and he will roar like a lion. And when he roars, his children shall come trembling from the West and they shall come trembling like birds from Egypt and like doves from the land of Assyria. And I will return them to their homes, declares the Lord. And so church, the world needs to hear our voices, uh, roaring the truth and the love of Jesus. We all know someone that needs to hear the lion of the tribe of Judah roar their name. And so you're, you're in relationship with those people. And so it's important that we walk with boldness and faith and in strength that is sometimes even not our own, but when we lift them up, he will draw men unto himself. Amen. Uh, so we had the chance to introduce you right after that series to one of our dear friends, um, Tiffany Mares and Via Love International in April. And so from that relationship, we were able to help feed church hundreds of families in Honduras. And later on in the fall, we partnered with them again to fully fund a kitchen and a shelter uh, building project for the orphan kids that they work with. And the roof um, was completed about three weeks ago and the flooring went in um, just in this last week week on that building now. So praise God, it's almost done. That's a big, big deal. And we got to be a part of that. And so 
as, as we kind of settled into the reality of, of the strange year that 2020 was, God led us into a message series about breaking chains. And so we, we talked about living fearless and free. We talked about the chain of doubt. We talked about fear. We talked about chains of our past, chains of our bitter, uh, bitterness, the chains of shame. And we wrapped it up by talking about the chain of debt. And we had to talk about what it looks like to be a person whose life is marked by generosity and giving. And we talked about what it means to tithe and how to break that poverty mentality. And we asked the big question in that series, do we really believe what God can do? And so um, that he is a chain breaker, that he can make a way when there is no way. And our default, a lot of times, especially when we've had a long and a hard season, it can be to drift into doubt. But we jumped headfirst into this series with this verse from Isaiah 45. And it's Father God saying to us, I will go before you. I will go before you and I will level the exalted places and I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. So we, we spent some time talking about the practice of prayer and fasting, that prayer is a lifestyle of leaning towards God and leaning towards who God is and who he is in us. And we lean towards God and what he says is the truth about us. And on the flip side, fasting is leaning away from the voice of the world. And so how, you know, how I wish we were better at that sometimes, right? And we can get our ears tickled so easily, but I wanna encourage us to always come back to this truth in this world you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Our next series was positive. And we, we hung it on this scripture in Romans 8, verse 28. It says, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purposes. So we can absolutely have an unwavering expectation that our loving God is working in every situation for our future good. Absolutely. And so... Um, we, we learned that what consumes our mind controls our life. So it's so important to feed our faith and to starve negativity and get into the scripture that, so that scripture can get into us. Um, here's a passage that I just love. I, I pulled out from this series. We spent some time with um, in this chunk of scripture right here. This is so good from Philippians 4. It says, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let your joy overflow and let gentleness be seen in every relationship for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing, but be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life and then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything of excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Come on, right? And so what are we filling our minds with? Think on these things. God tells us what to dwell on. We talked about the idea of Godfidence. We, do, we don't need more self-confidence. We need to cultivate God confidence, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And last, we talked about getting our tzak back. Tzak is a Hebrew word meaning to tell yourself to be strong. So we learn to sing the ver this verse to ourselves. 
Why should my heart grow weary? Why be so downcast, oh my soul? You are in every moment. You are my greatest miracle, which is scripture, right? And so uh, we, Pastor Patricia took us from that series and she taught us about metanoia. What a great weekend that was. And so she painted the picture of a coming reformation in the church that things will no longer be the same. The idea that we can't hate anyone if we know God's love for them. And so God is in the business of restoration and reformation, and it's his kindness that draws men to repentance, right? So good. Oh, and then we talked about our big mouths. Um, And so taming the tongue, James, the brother of Jesus, spoke boldly to us saying, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So Lord, help us with that. So many things would be so much better if we were just quick to listen and slow to speak. The longer that we listen, the more that we learn and the less angry we will be. So we talked a lot about perspective in that series. The fact that, you know, everyone does things that make sense to them and they say things that make sense to them and and they believe things that make sense to them. And so that a lot of where we stand depends on where we're seated as we're growing. So it's important to allow space to learn, to listen, to inject love into every conversation, whether it's person to person or online. And so we talked about fish mouth and guarding our mouths. Do not let any unwholesome talk out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up and get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ, God forgave you. So Pastor Derek, he followed that series up and shared a message asking the question, what if? What if we don't know what we think we know? And God says to us, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts and my ways are far beyond anything that you could think of or imagine. And then, oh boy, we started talking about how to live in the midst of, a, of the most wildly political year a lot of us have seen in recent memory with the One Another series. And what was it all about? Loving one another. Jesus' high priestly prayer, the last prayer that he prayed before leaving the planet, that um, almost nothing divides like politics because nothing divides like fear. And so the enemy, who is the author of division, loves to use that as a tool. And so we discussed the idea that it's okay to disagree politically in the church. That was the same kind of arena that Jesus actually walked into when he was here in the flesh. It was a very divided culture. Two things that were happening separately in thought and politically, and the Jews were wanting him to step up and be king. And Jesus wanted no part of that. As Pastor Tony Evans, we quoted him saying, Jesus did not come to take sides, but he came to take over. Jesus was bringing a new kingdom and a new way of thinking. And a lot of our belief systems, not even talking theologically right now, but you know, culturally and politically come from how we were raised and where we sit, the ethnic background and experiences that we have. And through all of that, Jesus calls us, the church, in this beautiful mess of diversity that we talked about, to love unconditionally. So Jesus' prayer, his prayer was, Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. And then later on, he tells the church, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have 
love for one another. In other words, that person that you're getting all worked up about because of their political leaning or stance is more precious to God than our politi- politically, uh, political view and potentially flawed view. And so this is so important for us, church. If, you, if we want to be a witness, we cannot demonize people who don't think or act like us. Instead, we need to love them. And if you want to be influential, kingdom-impacting followers of Jesus, we need to lead with love like Jesus. That's how he showed us to influence the culture. And so we use that phrase, a culturally disruptive unity. When the world sees that, it confounds those that look on. All right, my dear friend and scholar, he was here for a service this morning, Bill Boylan, took a weekend to share with us the secrets of joy and happiness. And it was such a a wonderful weekend. After that, we jumped into a series called Our Course Through the Chaos. Um, We talked about the miracle in Malta, that we have our plans, um, but our God will sometimes interrupt them to put us on track with his purpose. And so I think that's what happened for a lot of churches all over the country this year. And and for Paul, in in the story that we read, It took a storm and a shipwreck to get Paul to where God wanted him to be. And it was one of the greatest revivals recorded in the New Testament. And so we talked about David inviting others to the king's table and that our calling as the church is the same, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to carry the hurting and the broken and the lost to the king's table and to make room at the table. And it was also during that series where we stopped and we talked about the stigma that has to go in the way in the church when it comes to mental illness and depression and anxiety and suicide. And we quoted Psalm 188, verse 17. I will not die, but I will live and I will claim what the Lord has done. Jim Waldrop, he, he took a weekend to share about God's grace. And anytime that Jim shares, you know, it's gonna be gut level good and honest. So thank you, Pastor Jim, for that. And um, after that, it took us into our Christmas series, The Thrill of Hope, where we took three weeks to talk about the why behind the when and the where in the Christmas story. That seeing things from God's perspective um, brings us peace and hope. That God will take and move all of human history for you. There is not a moment in time that is wasted. Pastor Sandy Lofberg followed that up. She actually closed out the series asking the question, so the light has come, but now what? What will you do with the light? Encouraging us to explore and to learn and to share and be open and to be fascinated, never losing our wonder of how great God is. Um, And lastly, we came into this year blazingly fast, circling the sun and uh, circling at 67,000 miles per hour, right? And we spent two months asking God to teach us to number our ways, uh, number our days that, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So the big idea for the series for this year is are you contending for the things of God for 2021? Are you asking for his favor on what you put your hands to that he would establish the work of our hands in 2021, all right? And lastly, we came into this, um, uh, this last weekend, we started a discussion about the screens in our lives, which will continue as, as we follow up with the birthday party this weekend. So I just wanna close um, this time this morning by bringing us back to this verse from the positive series. And, and that's this one. We, and we know for those that, who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Now, in all things, God works in all things. So do we really believe that? Do we really, you know, hang our coat on that? He doesn't just work in some things. He doesn't just work in the nice things. He doesn't just work in the good things. He doesn't just work in the successful things, but in all things, God works. He is a builder and he is God, a God who can create anything from anything. 
And so in your life and in my life, God is asking us to trust him in every situation. No matter what's going on in our life, he's working. So it might not look like he's working, but he's working. It might not look like he has a plan, but he has a plan and a purpose for you. In all things, God works. So the enemy wants to get us to doubt God's plan by getting us to think things like, well, God doesn't have a plan. If he doesn't have a plan, he must not, if he does have a plan, it must not be a very good plan because it looks like this plan has gone crazy. <laughs> if we look back at the last year, we might think that, right? It looks like God is against you and not for you. It looks like God isn't working for your good, but working for your bad. So we have to step back from the lies that the enemy will try to speak into our life and ask God to give us the grace to look to heaven. And to look to God who has given us everything that he has and to know that his commitment is that in all things he will work and is working for our good. Amen? And so whatever it is that's going on in life, we can say good is going to come out of this because my God is good and in all things God works. And so there may be pain in it, but good is coming out of it. And there may be sorrow in it, but there's good coming out of it. And there may be tears today, but there's going to be good tomorrow because God is a builder and God is in charge of building in my life. So we're going to close today by just reminiscing on all of the good things that God has done in destiny through this last year, starting with last year's birthday party. And we'll see the scenes of where we went, you know, from this, this full celebration that we had in here to online only for, you know, a month and a half to kind of integrating back into, you know, how things are happening and all the different ways God kind of used us and shaped and morphed ministry and impacted lives through a kind of a really crazy year. And, um, you know, but that didn't stop the plans of God. He is a good God. And I know that, you know, you guys are praying with us for our buildings and our facilities, and we just have some amazing opportunities that are kind of looming in the air right now of, of partnering with what, what we believe is one of the most impactful ministries here in town that could potentially come into this building and, and you know, what's happening with this facility or in the far, the far corner over there. God's hand is on it all. In all things, God works. Amen.